Praise the Lord. Father, we just want to worship you and honor you tonight. We welcome you, Lord, in this place. Let it be your word accomplish his power and his work that will become a flesh to us and reality. That everyone will have their own story to tell and know, God, having that encounter with you and testify to the people that you are alive and true. There's so much expectancy in our heart and hunger to really encounter with you and see you face to face so that, God, our faith will be built up and we'll be very willing to go to the ends of the earth and taking risks knowing, God, that we are always safe in your hand no matter what. Today, Lord, we ask you once again, O Holy Spirit, that you will begin to work in our hearts and in this place so that, God, this church may accomplish its work that truly enough it is a light to this nation and it will be a place that many people will rise up and take their position in the kingdom of God and go around the world and show the mighty and wonders, wonderful work of our Lord Jesus Christ. We worship you, Lord. We honor you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. How many of you are excited tonight? Hallelujah. There is a hunger and thirst in my heart to really see a miracle and wanted to see this miracle in the Bible to become a reality today. Amen. Hallelujah. I have heard uh, that uh, here in New Zealand, there are only few testimonies of miracles. And I was really praying and struggling to God. God, you are, if you are the God in Myanmar, you are the God in Philippines, that we've seen a lot of miracles. You are the God of New Zealand. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. So I have this uh, struggle in my, in my spirit before I will come up and before I will prepare this message tonight because I will really preach about miracle and I really wanted to pray for miracle, an instant miracle that uh, we can really see actually the miracle that is happening. Because without seeing in our own eyes, without experiencing by our own self, believe me, we will not have the breakthrough to realize that God is a God of miracle. Because I am, a, I am that kind of person that I don't really believe in miracle even the time that I'm already saying to myself that I am a Christian. And in fact, even they are talking about all this deliverance. And I, I'm not also the person that really easily believe that there is really a, a you know, spirit that is, uh, uh, you know, can live in the lives of even Christian believers. And yet they still have this kind of a spirit. And then you will just see them rolling on the ground and Pastor Mike uh, casting them out in the Bible school. And all our classmates will be like the eyes and the hand and, uh, uh, you know, speaking another voice. And it will be like... Uh, uh, then. This, this is something that convinced me that spiritual is real. Spirits are real. And if spirits is real, miracles are real. Somebody say amen. amen. Hallelujah. But you know what? When I experienced this miracle, the first miracle in my life, it was in the miracle rally. I was crying. I, I'm not crying because I am so happy. But I am crying because I am asking forgiveness to God. The only that then that I realize I don't really believe for many, many years that He is the God that can do miracles until I experience by my own self holding like a tennis ball. This is my first story um, of, about miracles. 
like a, a, as big as a tennis ball and I was holding that uh, that a big like a, a, as a tennis ball and then you know we are we we learn how to pray you know in the name and by the blood of Jesus by the strife of Jesus you are healed I command you right now to disappear you know all these kind of things that we learn from the Bible school and then I just apply it because I learn so how many of you you know when you learn you apply amen <laughs> you know sometimes we learn a lot in the church but we don't have the courage to really apply it and unless you will have the courage to apply it you will never see this breakthrough or miracle that you wanted to see in your life and because I learned this and I I don't know if it will happen or not but I'm just believing that I, I have this faith that yeah, this is now the time for my breakthrough I've been looking for breakthrough I want to see miracle desperate enough and I really do it by faith and then in the name of Jesus and then it works <laughs> how many of you want to try tonight yes hallelujah I just hope there are some people here who are sick that will be a very good uh, <laughs> very good uh, time and you know place to practice you know the the miracle working power of God and see right before our eyes because after this experience in my life, this gives me the strength and even the courage and faith to conduct a miracle rally in, in the Philippines. I've never tried before. But because of this breakthrough, I, I, I decided to do several miracle rally in the Philippines. And because of that, every time I do a miracle rally, more and more and more and more miracles, so my faith is built up. So I, do, I, I believe now that really enough, God is a God of miracle. Where did it start? It started from a one miracle that I received from the Lord. Then my faith begins to be built up. And today there's no doubt that God is a God of miracle. Amen. So if you will learn something tonight on how we can receive this miracle, I just hope every one of us will be put into a situation or circumstances that you yourself will step out into that and you will say that this is now my time to experience miracle I will take this opportunity I will pray for that and he will be healed somebody say amen yeah. hallelujah pastor Mike in the Bible school when he's doing all the deliverance I wanted to go to be delivered but he always asked me to deliver the, 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 the person that he will just hold my hand and I'm doing the in Jesus name out spirit of uh, loss out spirit of uh, familiar spirit out and then I wanted to be delivered you know but he always uh, asked me but then there's an opportunity for me to receive the breakthrough in making a deliverance by my own self without already the leaders you know at your back sometimes it's so easy to do things when your leaders are there you know standing right before you and knowing oh my my pastor will be there to help me all oh, the the christian will be there to to encourage me whatever happened you know this man he was possessed speaking yeah you know in one minute he's speaking like a baby second minute he's he, he's she's speaking like a, a man then another minute she's speaking like a lady and i went there because this pastor is next to his church my god even your house is next to the church sometimes you will be even possessed by the by the uh, evil, uh, evil spirit his, his uh, her house is next to the church i don't uh, i don't want to say the name of the church anymore what kind of religion or uh, organization is this 
in this pasoy, he, he came to me at maybe about 11.30 p.m. And because, and I was thinking like, oh God. And then I went to the house, and she is really showing that she is so strong. And like, you know, six men are holding his, uh, her feet. Sorry to use the his and her. Sometimes I get confused with all this. And <laughs> but this, uh, this girl I'm talking is girl, okay? She is a lady, married with two kids, okay? So if I would say she or he, never mind. Just, uh, <laughs> just, just uh, I explained to you already. She is he. Uh, she <laughs> so I went to the house and she... she uh, you know, I saw all these men holding her, and I'm beginning to like, boom, 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 in my and oh God, what I'm going to do? Then I rise up in faith, and I say, okay, all you guys, uh, get out, get out, uh, I will be in charge, and I go, I go to her, and I said, in the name and by the blood of Jesus, I command you to go right now, in the name of Jesus, and suddenly this girl, she said, she wake up and said, give me water, what happened to me, why there are so many people in the house? And then she was totally delivered. From that day on, the ministry of deliverance, I am no longer afraid to go. You know how many of you are afraid when they are shouting and you will be like, oh God, you know. Maybe I, the first time, if I have not this experience, I will be say, saying very far from her and I will be saying, in Jesus' name. It will not work. It will, it will not work, you know. If, the, if she is there and you in Jesus' name, help, help, help. But if you will go and speak, step up with faith and command, then there you will have your breakthrough. But if I stay fearful and never step out in, into it, what I have learned from the Bible, what I believe about the Bible, I will never receive a breakthrough about deliverance. Amen? Amen? Hallelujah. In the book of Psalms, chapter 7, 77, verse 14, God's nature is to perform miracles. It is natural to Him. It says there, brothers and sisters, you know, it is just like a carpenter. It's natural for Him to do furniture, to do a wood carving. Like a singer, it's natural for Him to sing a song. It's not hard for them. You know, how many of you are singers? Her sister is a very good singer. It's natural for him to sing a song. He can just stand up and just sing a song. It will be very nice to our ears. Same with through our God. It's natural to him to do miracles. It's not hard for the Lord to do miracles. Somebody say amen. amen. Hallelujah. Always remember, how many of you are Christian here? You know what? Miracles is the present validity of the power of the gospel today. If there is no miracle today, the present validity of the gospel will be meaningless. That's why we should be the church to dare ourselves, to put ourselves to receive breakthrough and do miracles. Somebody say amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. One of my friends in Myanmar, I did some miracle rally in Myanmar. And we, you know... We are also the same as uh, those, uh, I mean, pastors, especially when you are beginners. You know, you have all these dreams, sharing, you know, what you wanted to do in life and all that. And then, he said to me, we are, we are sharing our experience. And then one of his members went to him and asked that there is someone sick in their neighborhood. 
And then this pastor went and prayed. He said, oh, this is now my time for a miracle. Because we learned he graduated also from the same Bible school. So we are all wanted to experience, you know, and we're really like on fire. We want to see everything that God can do. Everything that God wanted to do. So he went and prayed in the name and by the blood of Jesus. Then after three days, this sister who came to ask him, he said, you know, pastor, pastor, yes. You know the man that you have prayed that he is sick, you know, on, on, on our neighbor, what happened, to, what happened to her? You know what happened to her? And the pastor was so excited and said, yes, what happened to him? What happened to him? And he said, he's dead. And, and then this pastor is very sad. Of course, how many of you, you are very sad, you know, when you pray and they never get healed? How many of you prayed and never get healed? Oh, come on. Don't tell me that all the, all the people that you have prayed, they, they are all totally recovered. How, how many of you have prayed and never get healed? Be honest. It happens, you know. And you are very sad, right? You are very sad when, it, when, it will, when you know, he will not receive the healing. I'm very sad. You know, when they will not get their healing and they will not receive their miracle, and I feel very sad. And then the next day, this same sister asked this pastor to go and pray for a sick person. And then this pastor went again and prayed after three days. This sister came back and he said, Pastor, yes, do you know what happened to the person that you have prayed? Yes, what happened? He's dead. How many of you have prayed one person, two person, and never get healed? Come on, be honest. Be honest here. Be honest. And then this pastor, my God, when will be my breakthrough? When will be my breakthrough? When will be the healing come? Will be, when will be the miracle come? The same sister came to her, to him, said, Pastor, there's a sick in our neighbor. He want, and then they're asking you to go and pray. And then he went and prayed. After one day, this girl came back and said, Pastor, Pastor, you know what happened to the girl that you prayed for? And he said, what happened? <laughs> no, no excitement anymore. He said, what happened? And then the sister, she's totally healed. She went to the hospital. The doctor said, she is totally healed. Praise God. And this pastor brought the, the last, he was already at the peak where he is, he's about to be discouraged and want, don't want anymore to pray for people. How many of you here don't want anymore, anymore to pray for people? Because, you know, you've been prayed one, two, three, four, five, and never have a testimony that they are healed. And you are beginning to say, that, oh, maybe it's not my gift. Oh, we have all these kind of excuses. And we're, oh, maybe it's not my gift. Oh, maybe, uh, maybe pastor can just do it. It's not me. But all these gifts are given to the Christian. And at the very last of his having the passion to pray for people, he received his breakthrough. Believe me, brothers and sisters, if you will never stop, you will receive your breakthrough. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. After all, we are not the healer. Jesus Christ is the healer. Somebody say amen. amen. What is important here 
is you do your part and you show your compassion and you wanted these people that they are in pain, they are in sick, they are hopeless, they need help. And you step out and pray for them. That's the good thing that will remain in your heart. You are so compassionate and you wanted him to recover from his sickness or pain. Somebody say amen. There is something power that is working in a very loving and compassionate heart. Always remember, brothers and sisters, that when Jesus Christ was living here on earth from the book of Matthew chapter 9, verse 37, and he was walking and preaching and going to villages and provinces, and he was moved by compassion. And guess what happened? All kinds of sickness and diseases, he healed them all. Why? Because there's such power and anointing that moves in a heart that is so loving and compassionate. How many of you are loving and compassionate here? Amen. That because you love that person and you're so compassionate and you will say, I will never stop. I will never surrender. This world needs me. These people need me to pray in intercession for them. If this one will not get healed, I will go for this one. If not, I will go for this one. Because whether you like it or not, this is the life in this world that there will be kind of different kind of diseases and sicknesses. We need to rise up in our faith and never be disguised at all. Put yourself into a situation wherein you can be tested in your faith. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. How many of you really put yourself into a place wherein your faith will be tested? Amen. We know that there's a measurement of faith. Somebody say amen. You know, you have this small faith and then you have the breakthrough become bigger, then a bigger challenge, bigger miracle, and bigger miracle, and bigger miracle. Hallelujah. Always remember that when, you know, Christianity is founded with miracles. The history alone of creation, we believe that it's just by the power of the voice of God, the world, the universe was created. Somebody say amen. You know, the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ alone, we believe that he was born by a virgin named Mary. The resurrection alone and the ascension, going to heaven without a ladder is already a miracle. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. So Christianity is founded with, in, you know, of miracles. And if there's no miracles today that is happening, with the sense of the gospel, the validity of the gospel will be meaningless. That's why we should be the church, the people that will risk our own self, no matter what. Don't care what, the, you know, if we will lose our reputation. You know, sometimes we are having this fear that if we pray, if they will not get healed, we will say, Oh, I will be embarrassed in front of many people. I'm powerless. I don't have anointing. I don't have power. I pray never get healed. Why? You are thinking of your own reputation. Hello? Yes? We're so concerned about our own reputation. For me tonight, I say to God, I don't have pride. Whether you will get healed tonight or not, it's in the hands of God. All I have in my heart tonight is have faith that you will receive your miracle and wanted to show you that I love you in the name of Jesus and I want to help you whatever your circumstances is. That if you can't sleep without taking a medicine, I'm praying to the Lord that you will no longer take drugs for you to have a peace of mind and having a good rest. Somebody say amen. Oh, that you will be relieved from your pain without taking drugs anymore. Somebody say amen. 
that those bones will get recovered. Hallelujah. That the system of your body will be renewed and strengthened by the power of the cross and what He has done on the cross. I want you to experience that so that one day you will have your own story to tell. Somebody say amen. That we will no longer just listening with the story of Pastor Roger, but we will have our own story and becoming that God is so real in our lives. Because if you don't have your own story to tell, you will always have a doubt and fear to step into faith and put yourself into a risk to see and to show that Jesus is alive even today. Somebody say amen. But you will ask me, why then some people don't receive their miracle? And I, I will ask you this, the same. Why then people not all saved? God wanted all people to be saved. Somebody say amen. Are all people saved? Are all people saved? Do you believe that God, everybody wanted to be healed? Same with the issue. He want everybody to be saved. He wanted everybody to be healed. But not everybody are saved. And not everybody are healed. Why? Today, I want to share something with you from the Word of God. Why people don't receive the miracle. Maybe, you, maybe now you know. Why you don't receive your miracle? Um, sometimes we need to ask. If we, don't have, we are not receiving our breakthrough, we will ask ourselves, why I am not receiving my breakthrough? Why I'm not performing miracle? Why I'm not receiving miracle? How many of you ask that to yourself? If you have asked that to yourself, you are desperate. But if you have not asked that to yourself, you don't mind, you don't care. And then you will never see it in your life. Have you asked that to yourself? Now I see those hands that have asked that to yourself. Oh, thank God. And so many people here. God show up tonight. That everyone, this desperation, you know, this desire in our heart, we will really receive this miracle. In Psalms chapter 78, verse 10, time and again, they provoke God in the wilderness and grieve Him in the desert. That in this chapter, you know, God established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel that they should make them known to their children. That they set their hope in God and forget not His wonder and mighty work. Keep His commandments. He divided the sea for them to just walk on the dry land. He split out the rock for them to drink water. Somebody say amen. He provided the cloud during the day for them not to have a very sunny and heaty, heaty, correct? Hot, hot day to walk and provide the light of fire in the night. For them to walk on the night and get not stumbled. All these things God commanded them to remember and pass them to their generation and generation and keep this in, this, in their heart. But what happened? It says there in, in Psalms, let's read it. Psalms chapter 78 verse 40. It says here, Seventy-eight verse forty. How often they provoke him in the wilderness and grieve him in the desert. Yes, again and again they tempted God and limited the Holy One of Israel. 
How many of you putting limitation in your heart what God can do for people? It is sometimes the people put a limitation to God what God can do in their lives. It is true that God is so powerful and nothing is too difficult to the Lord. But if you put limitation in your heart what God can do for the people and what God can do for yourself, they are putting limitations just like the days of Israel. Just like the days of the, you know, of the Israelites. And that's why the reason they grieve the heart of our Father. Today, brothers and sisters, we should have the right character and attitude every time we come to the presence of God. We should stand with respect and awe and reverence, having the fear of the Lord, that we will no longer just, we will no longer just seek the hand of God, but seek the face of the Father. That we will no longer just ask what God can do in our lives and love Him more because of the blessing and mighty things that He's doing in your life, but because you love Him because of who He is. Somebody say amen. Oh, when we come to the point of this kind of heart and attitude, that we know that when we come to the very presence of God and we stand and awe and reverence of Him, that we will be like, a son to his father, that obeying him, wanting to please his father, not because he wanted the blessing and inheritance from his father, but simply because he knows that he is his father and he loves him. Somebody say amen. Oh, if there are father here tonight, you understand what I mean. If your child will, uh, will just love you because of your wealth. Oh, if your child will just love you and obey you because he is fearful of what you will do to him. What a relationship that you have for your father. But if your son is just so pleasing and loving and so obedient and keeping your commandments because you are his father and he loves you so much, what a feeling, what a smile of the face of the loving father if we have this kind of attitude in our heart. Somebody say amen. Oh, that we are no longer just desperate of what God can do in our lives. What we, but we are desperate of oh, the character, virtue, and attitude of the Father that will be em, enveloped, correct? Enveloped in our being. Amen? Okay, how many of you have that? How come you are so quiet? Somebody say amen. If you will begin to have this kind of thing in your heart, for sure God will be with you and you will see the wonderful things of God. That our Christianity and our faith will not be built because of these things that God can do, but because we will be built of our relationship and our love that He is our Father and he, we are His Son. When you put yourself this number one now step, position yourself in the right place in the eyes of your father, then believe me, wherever you go, your father will be in charge of you and he will never leave you nor forsake you. He will be in charge of the things that you will do. Amen. Hallelujah. Have we positioned ourselves in the kind of state and relationship with our father? Hallelujah. I found it in myself. I'm, I'm not telling you that this is a doctrine, but it is my personal experience and knowing in my spirit how I have this relationship with God and why I move in such a way with being so passionate and knowing that I'll never get afraid at all. 
when I was in Myanmar, there, you know, the, this police, you know, it's a military form of government. He's about to shoot me. I like this. Very interesting story. And get ready. Get ready, you know. Uh, if you know that you, you have some sickness, get ready. I wanted to really pray for you. Everyone will have a role tonight. You know, everyone will have a role tonight. We will pray, ask for a miracle. I am in this miracle rally. And they, this man, policeman, came and confessed to me. And he said, you know, I was about to shoot you while I'm, I am preaching. You know, doing the miracle rally and all that. But he said, when I see the miracle, sometimes, you know, miracles leads you. Amen? Amen? My God, if there's no miracle there that happened, maybe I'm dead today. <laughs> and maybe I haven't met my future beautiful wife, but, you know, if I'm dead already on that time. He said, he came to me after, he said, I will, I, I, this is true. I am about to shoot you. But when I see the miracle that is happening, and I said to myself, oh, this man is not, I, this man is helping my people. They are getting healed without expenses. Without, you know, in Myanmar, money is very important. I don't know here if money is important to you all, guys. <laughs> because it's a very, a very poor country. <laughs> but I will tell you a lot of stories, you know, how lovely they are and how they are loving. They are passionate with God and all that. And then he said to me, when I see all this miracle, and I said to myself, this man is not creating problem. He is even helping my people, healing the sick without any expenses. That's why he said, I did not shoot you. And, he, and then later on, he became a Christian, and he gave me this stone, a very precious stone. And he said, there will be, this will be a remembrance of me to you. And he became a Christian. Come on, give, give a clap offering to the Lord. All these kind of experiences because of this friend. And he said, you know, he said to me, come. This is the thing that I wanted to do in, in Myanmar. But it's so sad that after all these things that we have done in, in Myanmar, after like two years he died because I don't know that he, is, he has uh, AIDS. You know, and we went to the house of those ladies who are having the AIDS, you know, and they are already waiting for the day for them to die. And you talk all to this woman, very beautiful woman with beautiful kids and all that. And all the kids also have AIDS and they are dying and all that. And you will cry. We went to do this kind of places and minister to them. This friend of mine, he asked me, he said, he started a training school, three months uh, training school in, in Yangon. And it was in the midst of, uh, you know, like, I don't know that he was a drug addict before. And he was uh, using all these drugs with a needle. And that's what happened where he get his uh, AIDS, and he never told me that he has a gay, uh, AIDS. He said to me, oh, I'm very tired already. You know, we, are, we also get tired. It's okay, you know. We are preaching and doing miracle rally. I said, I'm very tired already. I don't want to do any miracle uh, rally now. I'm ready to go home. I just wanted to have my hair cut, have a relaxed, very cheap massage, in, you know. <laughs> I have a massage there. It's all cheap. And then and he said to me, come on. Maybe next year we will not see each other again. And I said, okay. I bring his uh, students in a place called Miao Mia. We conduct a miracle rally there. But you are not allowed to pro, uh, do a rally in an open meeting. You need to do it publicly. You, you are not allowed to conduct a, uh, you know, a crowd of people. The, the government won't allow you. You are not also allowed to stay in a house. You need to stay in a, a hotel. And it's always more uh, expensive like five times or ten times the normal to the local people. And then what happened was, 
when we are doing all this miracle, just after the miracle, the police men arrived. And you know what happened? We are really literally running with all our things. And we are running on the market and we are all running, like really running very fast with all the students. And all these experiences give a very tremendous experience with God. When the next time I visited this land, many of the students with that miracle rally today, they are so passionate doing their own miracle rally. In fact, they have their own CDs, you know, DVDs. And they showed to me their DVDs, what the miracle rally that they are doing. And I was saying like, oh, I don't have that. <laughs> I don't have, the, I don't have uh, DVDs, you know. And they are showing all these things, DVDs. And it was already in a film, all the miracle rally that they have done. But because of this experience, that they are, we are running on the market, really running on the market. And then when we arrive into a house, and this pastor, I don't want his ministry to be destroyed because of me, you know. That, you know, uh, that his ministry will be closed or whatever. Maybe they will take him, you know. And then we'll be counting for all the students to arrive. And then after a few hours, there are three missing students. And we will be like, oh God. Oh God, oh God, oh God. And we keep on praying and praying. Finally, the three students arrive and everyone is safe. It's so good to have an experience with God. You will keep falling in love with the Lord, you know, and falling and falling and falling with God. Amen. And if you will have more experiences of putting yourself into a risk, believe me, you will never leave God no matter what problem and circumstances you are facing in life. Those will be somehow will establish a relationship with you in your heart that no matter how and no matter what, you will never leave and depart from the presence of the Lord. Amen? It will no longer so easy for you to just leave the church. It will no longer easy for you to just leave the family of God. It will not just easy for you to leave the presence of God. Amen? Don't you know that even in the future, there will be great testings and there will be a refining of fire. And if we cannot stand today and if we will not have that strong relationship with God, what will you think will happen? Cause yourself now to be, feel, to be uh, in love, deeply in love with God. Somebody say amen. Hallelujah. And then number two, Number two, being loving and compassionate is a key to receive miracle. Remember when God, remember the story of the four men that I've shared to you? That they carried this paralytic man. The four men remembered the paralytic man when they heard that Jesus Christ was in the house. And then this man remembered the paralytic man, their neighbor. Everyone is rushing already. To the house. And in fact, the Bible says in Mark chapter 2, 1 to 13, the house was filled with people and crowd because they are all rushing to receive their breakthrough and miracle. But there are four men who remember their neighbor. And they said, We carry this paralytic man. He cannot bring himself to the very presence of God. He needs help. Thank God that there are people just like these men who, who are not just selfish to receive their breakthrough, but they are concerned for their neighbor, wanting for others to receive their breakthrough. Somebody say amen. Oh, without the four men who climb out on that house and open the roof. I think that's a hard work. How many of you are willing to do that for the sake of others? Somebody say amen. 
how come your amen so, so I'm not convinced that you wanted to do it. How many of you wanted to do that? He is so concerned for the breakthrough of others and miracles of others. And they even climb out to the roof and remove the roof and bring down the paralytic man for him to receive his breakthrough. What a heart of these four men. Oh, they know how to usher the miracles to take place. Because with all the many people in that house, this is only the story that was recorded in that event. What do you think why? It is something to do that we need to understand today. If you are not sick tonight, you must have a heart of intercession and compassion and loving that you will be someone that will stand like a poor man and we will answer the miracles to take place in the house of God. Somebody say amen. Whatever it takes, it will be a climbing on the roof or carrying the sick or fasting for the pastor or interceding for the pastor, whatever it is. Church, usher the miracle to take place in the house of God because the miracles is the validity of the power of the gospel today. Somebody say amen. If you will not stand like a poor man tonight and not usher this church for the miracle to take place, come on. You're so blessed that you are not sick. But if you are in that condition of being helpless, you know the pain, you know that he, he can't sleep, you know the pain of, in his body that he can't even enjoy life because of the sickness that he has. And you will cry because you love that man. You are so compassionate towards Him. If you will have this kind of heart, you will have miracles in your eyes. How many of you have that? Why your amen is so soft? How many of you have that? I think there's something needed to be changed tonight. I think the greatest miracle is not seeing the hand to be healed. The greatest miracle is the changing of the heart and mind for you tonight. I'm beginning to cry in my spirit. Seeing alone and delivering this message tonight, there's already something crying in my spirit tonight. How do you see your God? How do you love Him when you stand in the presence of the Almighty God? When you look at the church, and you look at your pastor, and you look at the leaders in the church, how do you behave yourself? I pray to the Lord that He will make a great change in your heart and in your spirit, man, and renew your mind. Because if not, having this kind of heart, you will never see the breakthrough 
and miracles that you wanted in your life. Lastly, of course, this is very important. Miracles take place when faith is established. This is last, and I was about, uh, uh, I need to establish faith. How many of you have faith now tonight? Or do, I, do, or do you want me to establish your faith in your heart? <laughs> because when faith is not established in your heart, never the miracle will happen. Always remember that all things are possible for those who believe. Only for those who believe. You know, there's a story in the book of Matthew chapter 8. And this leper man, he said, Lord, if you are willing. Why he said the word if? It's not when. When you pray, when you fast. You know, God said when you pray, when you fast. This word says, if you are willing, I will be healed. The best hindrance for a miracle to take place is doubt and unbelief. There is a man in the Bible who showed such, an, such an, a faith and he stepped out and he said to Jesus, Jesus! And laying off, taking off everything and he just went to Jesus because he wanted his miracle. Only then that he received his miracle and the Lord said, what do you want? When your faith is established tonight, no doubt that you will, you will receive your miracle. Always remember that nothing is impossible for those who believe, who believe. What is impossible to man is possible with God. But this is one thing that I wanted to share and I want to end now. And I wanted to pray for miracle and wanted to see the miracle to take place. In the book of James chapter 5, the story of Elijah, you know. Elijah is an ordinary man just like us. That there was a time that he is just asked the fire to come down from heaven. And he proved that his God is alive. And this woman, Jezebel, is very angry. And is looking for this, uh, this uh, man. And then he went to hide in the cave. After doing the miracle. How many of you sometimes you experience the miracle and still you are afraid in life? Ordinary men, just like this man, Elijah, called out for fire. When Jezebel came, he hid on the cave. But you know what the Bible said? It is an ordinary man just like you and me. Eat, drink, what else what we do in life. It's an ordinary just like us. He prayed, he prayed that the rain will not rain for three and a half years. And it happened. What I'm saying here today, everyone who are, who are the ordinary men here, we are ordinary men, but we can be an extraordinary and become supernatural when we have this faith. And the Bible says, the righteous, the prayer of the righteous availeth much. Hallelujah! So in conclusion, I will say that it is in the faith of the person that for him to receive a miracle, but it's also in the part of the someone who prayed righteously and having a right standing before God, holy and righteous, and he know what he stands for in the eyes of God. He plays both sides. Somebody say amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Tonight I pray to the Lord that your eyes is open and your heart 
chains. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You need a miracle that your heart needed to change and your mind to be renewed and beginning to set position yourself, you know, right in the eyes of God, to having that compassionate heart and care, concern for others. And then when your faith is established, believe me, there's nothing impossible to the Lord. It's all right. If you will be like my pastor, the, my pastor friend, he prayed for three times and never get healed. It's all right. Come on, don't give up. Keep on praying, people. Somebody say amen. Hallelujah. Never get discouraged. Do not lose your faith. Because some of you, because you're not receiving your, you know, the healing, that miracle, your faith is decreasing. And when the faith is not established, you will not put yourself to step out. And then you will fail and never experience a miracle in your life. Can we stand tonight? Hallelujah. If you are not sick tonight, I want you to stand with me like a full man. Usher the miracle of God to take place. Bring down the paralytic man. Climb out to the roof. And bring them on the feet of our Lord Jesus Christ. If you are sick tonight, you're taking medicine because of the pain and you can't sleep at night without taking drugs or whatever kind of sickness you have. I wanted you to know, first and above all, God loves you and I want you to be healed. And I love you and I wanted to step out in faith. That's why I am preaching this word of God. And I want to move and come to you and pray with faith in my heart, having that love that I want you to be free from that pain, from that sickness, from that captivity. Oh, if you say to me, it's been like 12 years, just like that issue of the, of the blood woman. And you've been waiting and say, oh, pastor, it's been 12 years. I keep coming on the altar and never been healed. Oh, pastor, I keep praying and never been healed. 12 years with an issue of blood. Never lose your faith and hope because this is only the weapon that you have. After all, you are already sick. Why don't you try tonight to come and be prayed for, for the miracle? You will not lose anything if you will come and step out with faith. After all, you are already taking medicine for you to have a good rest. Why will you not come tonight and come with that right attitude and heart and awe and reverence? And I will come to you like a full man and usher you in the presence of God. And we will establish the faith and we will receive the miracle. Oh, hallelujah. How many of you, how many of you here tonight that you wanted your life to be changed? You are sick. 
or the greatest miracle you wanted now is your mind and your heart to be established and renewed and putting it in the right place. I want you to raise your hand. First, those who wanted healing physically. Thank you. I want you to come forward. I want you to come forward. Have faith to come forward. Have faith to come forward. Come on, ask them to just come forward. Oh, we will usher tonight the miracle to take place in the house of God. Lord, we are crying out to you tonight. It is the power of the gospel that in the name and by the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. All the physical sickness, please go to this side. Don't go to this side. I have said just now, one of the greatest miracles is when your heart is changed and when your mind is really inclined into the Word of God, having that awe and reverence, having a relationship with the Father. And you know it, that you don't have that. I want you to come forward here. Come on. Reconcile with God. You may think you are, not, you are a Christian, but you are not having the relationship with God. This is now the night for you to establish a right relationship and correct your heart and attitude towards God. I want you to come to this side. Come on, I, am not, I don't want to embarrass you tonight. Let's, we are family here. We are family here. Come. Come here. This is now the time for you to just be renewed and just put yourself right before the eyes of God. Come here in this place. Come on to this side. I am not embarrassing you tonight, but I want you to come here. Come here. Come in this place. I've been in that place. Thank you, Lord. I've been in that place. Believe me. It's not, it's not shameful to be in that place. It's the right attitude to humble yourself before God and admit it to the Lord God. Sometimes I just ask the work of your hands and what you can do, but not who you are. Just come here in this place. There are more of you here. There are more of you. I'm calling you out. I know there are more of you there, standing there. Come here into this place. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. And if you are not Christian, and you know, and you know, and you know, that you needed help, that you needed God, and you wanted a future, and you wanted to be saved, you wanted to have eternal joy and life, that you will be secured, that you have eternal life, and you wanted to believe God tonight, I want you to lift up your hands and receive Christ tonight as your personal Savior and Lord. If you are not a Christian tonight and you wanted to believe God, just pray in your heart, Jesus, I receive you as my personal Savior and Lord. Reign and take complete control. I surrender my life and my future to you. Write my name in the book of life. Give me the gifts of the Holy Spirit that I may live a life that is worthy of you. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, hallelujah, we're going to have a great time now praying for the people who wanted to receive a miracle. And you know, if you, don't, if you are not sick,
again I ask you that you will cry out with me. You will stand with me like a poor man. And we will all come to the very presence of God and let the miracle take place tonight. Come on, give a clap offering to the Lord and call His powerful name now. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you have this compassionate heart and if you, if you wanted to stand like a poor man, and if you are not sick, there are people who are sick here. You see them. They are desperate for the miracle. They wanted for a healing and miracle from God. I want you to come. And just this is now your opportunity and time for you to see a miracle. By your own self, that you will pray for them. And believe in your heart that this is your time to receive breakthrough and see a miracle. If you are not sick. I want you to come forward and step out with me and pray for these people and pray for healing and miracle with them. Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah, so hallelujah. This is what we're going to do. Ask them what is their sickness. Just ask what their sickness and then pray immediately. Command that sickness to go and then release the power of God to be healed. And then check them immediately with the power of God that's working in, the, in you in faith. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Let's stretch your hands out to them now. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. For those you can see immediately tonight that you are healed, I want you to check yourself. Check the pain. Take that, check that part of your body. But if you need it, to go to the hospital and ask the doctor and check it for you. I wanted you to go to the hospital and have a checkup. And if you, when you will receive that miracle, that healing, come back and testify. Amen. I wanted you to do that. Amen. Come, come here, testify. Ask what, come, what come, happened. Come, come Just ask and testify. Yeah, sure, 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 sure. Hey, okay, Michaela, what happened? What was, uh, what was the pain you came with tonight? Um, for six years, I've had like spine and rib problems, and I haven't been able to move and breathe properly and sleep properly. And I've been on like basically drugs for that long. And tonight, um, I've just felt my back has been able to loosen up, and I've been able to breathe properly, and I've been able to do that for a long Hallelujah. time. Hallelujah! Come on, give Wonderful. up that six years. She's had a spinal problem for six years. She's been taking painkillers for all that time. Hasn't been able to sleep properly, and tonight, her spine freed up. Isn't that fantastic? You want to come up this slide? Just come around here. What's your name? Ruth. And what was the condition you had? Um, I had inflammation of my elbow. I work in a furniture shop, and I'm there on my own, and I shift all the furniture, and I damaged it this week, rearranging the whole shop, and I couldn't move it. Debbie, just pray for me, and restoration for my heart as well. And look, I can move my arm. No. Well, that's fantastic, eh? She couldn't do that before. Had an accident this week. And now she can move her elbow, move her arm. Isn't that fantastic? Praise the Lord. We thank you, Lord, for miracles. Miracles done in Jesus' name. So don't forget, check out what happened. Give God the glory. Share the testimony. Tell someone else they need to hear what you have to say. Does anyone else need prayer for any area tonight? Please feel free to come on up the front. Someone will pray for you. Have a fantastic week this year, this week. Have a great week this week. Don't forget, come back, bring your friends. Next Sunday, uh, Doug will be preaching morning and evening. It'll be a great time together. Go and meet a few people. Go and talk to Michaela. She's had a great miracle. Six years of pain and just healed us like that. Isn't that fantastic? <laughs> They're like the four men. Whatever. Let's give Roger a clap and appreciate him tonight. Coming to minister to us. Thank you, Roger. That's your mother-in-law. <laughs> Manifesting. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Have a great week. Don't forget to meet someone afterwards and talk with them. Men, don't forget about the men's conference. If you're male, come along next week. It will do you good. Register at the back.